Welcome to I'm Obsessed With This, the Netflix podcast about the shows and films viewers cannot get enough of. Today I'm joined by comedian and actress and star of The Wrong Missy on Netflix May 13th, Lauren Lapkus. And later I'll chat with Trixie Mattel about everyone's favorite movie about Stalker Channing making a mental note of a drag queen's Adam's apple to Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. But until then, hello, Lauren. How are you? Hi. Sorry I interrupted your, your intro My, there. I, yeah, there was an obvious break for like, you know, talk back. But I had to fill in this thing because I got a, you know, a sudden interview with Trixie Mattel that we're throwing onto this uh, episode. So that's, that's so great. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. How are you in quarantine? How is everything? I'm doing okay. I mean, um, truly just grateful that I'm able to stay home. And yeah, I mean, it's it's so crazy. I think I've had, you know, all of the emotions on the, the possible spectrum throughout the last <laughs> few weeks. And I'm now like leaning into like, okay, this is my life now. And I'm just inside now. Yeah. <laughs> it's becoming a little easier to adapt to, I guess. It's funny how the emotions on the chart are sort of just like, for a while, they were just sort of erupting at random. Like they didn't really make any sense. Yes. <laughs> It was just like, okay, now you're this one. I know. My The first couple of weeks, I feel like I was just like sobbing randomly. And then I was like laughing and being weird. And then, you know, <laughs> just losing my mind. Like, oh, it's very, very crazy. Yeah. Well, what have you been, I don't know, watching or listening to or reading that's been kind of chilling you out or giving you comfort? Is there anything that's been working, like some sort of media medication? Oh, yeah. I definitely um, subscribe to I prescribe to media medication. <laughs> I I watch so much TV and play video games. I started playing Animal Crossing, which has been a new development for me. <laughs> and, um, me too. It's a very you you were on there. Oh, my oh God, we yeah. Exchange codes. Oh, yeah. We have to <laughs> like I like I need to know your turnip prices. <laughs> yeah. I, yes. Thank you. <laughs> it's a very. um. It's a very soothing game. I find it very comforting. I I truly have never wanted to play that game, and I've heard about <laughs> it for years. I saw like Chrissy Teigen tweeting about it for years, yeah. and I've just been like, "What is that?" And now I'm like um, obsessed. Yeah. So I play it every day. I have to like earn my bells and pay back my debts to Mister <laughs> Nook, and uh, it's Mr. just Nook. a lot of work. <laughs> oh my god, and his children, his sons. Oh my god, his sons, his sons just I mean they don't stop talking. They always and... want something from you. Oh my god. <laughs> the way they follow you around the store too. I know with their oh their little <laughs> flags. I mean they're just obsessed with me. I I mean I I am finding that to be very soothing though like mm. I, going into that world and like tuning out and you just kind of if you play with a friend and you meet them on their island it's like it's it, there's no stakes. It's very fun. Yeah. It's funny to me that it's really just work because it's like, OK, I got to go do chores. <laughs> like I have to go I chop know. some wood and pick fruit and sell it. And I didn't know it was going to be like that. Now I'm like, OK, well, I'm, I'm 198,000 bells in debt. Like I have to get to work. <laughs> like I better go chop some trees. Like I, it's just it is a little stressful, but it's it's like that kind it's of like stressful. meaningless stress. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. good stress. <laughs> it's really fun and so I've been doing that and I've been watching a lot of TV so I've been I got a new show that I got addicted to oh, no. um Marrying Millions have you heard of this show Whoa, no no Marrying Millions oh my god it's on Hulu it's an A&E show <laughs> I feel like every network now just does like crazy reality shows and mm. they don't care um it's about couples where one person is a millionaire and one person is um definitely not and they are dating that person and they and you can't tell if they're like really in love or if they're trying to just get their money or like what the deal is and it's very real it's like I really I really think the couples are all very real and authentic couples mm -hmm. you just don't know what everyone's like you know secret motivations are but are they great. getting is every episode a different couple 
No, there's like four or five couples that they kind of flip around uh, in each episode. Okay. If you do you watch 90 Day Fiance? No, and I I've watched one episode of it and that's I've made a mental note that I have to finish it because I've watched one episode and I loved it and I was like I have to oh my I have God, to do all of this. Literally the best show on TV <laughs> and there are so many spin-offs, so you have like endless hours of viewing ahead of you, which I'm jealous of. I like it's it's <laughs> funny like I keep wanting to watch like the I'm like, oh, maybe I'll finally start The Sopranos or something. Like, maybe I'll do this mm-hmm. prestige thing that I'd never watched. But all I can really take in is, like, garbage. Like, just crap. So Same. it seems like the perfect... It seems like the perfect show for right now. Well, no, on like the first couple days of the quarantine, I was like, I'm going to watch a classic film I've never seen every day. (laughs) And I did it for two days. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to keep watching. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, those were good. And now I'm going to watch all this garbage that I love watching every day anyway. Um, What else have you been watching other than those things and the goop show? Oh, my God. Well, Tiger King, obviously (laughs) watched that. Um, I, I've been watching, oh, I watched a, I watched a movie on Netflix that I really liked called Uncorked. Have you seen that one? No. Why do I, is that, it's what is new. that about? It just came out. It's okay. about a guy who's like trying to get his sommelier, not license. I don't know what it's called. But okay. He's trying to learn about wine. <laughs> is it a, is it a, <laughs> is it a documentary or is it? No, no, no. It's a, it's just a oh, scripted there it is. movie and oh, okay. I really enjoyed it. That was really a fun one. Has Netflix been recommending strange things to you lately? Like, has have you been watching so many weird things that the algorithm is sort of messed up? Like, I'm wondering how quarantine is affecting, like, our home screens. I think it's actually getting, like, better. Like, my, <laughs> my algorithm... <laughs> like, it's starting to, like, really understand that, like, I want to watch bad things. <laughs> my whole viewing schedule has changed since then. Like, I'm watching more stuff in the morning, which is rare and very nice. Like, why not? Yeah, I know. It's kind of nice to, like, put something on. And Well, that's the thing, too, is that I'm finding that, like, I do watch a lot of mindless TV in general. Mm-hmm. But then when I put it on now, it'll start to, like, grate on me because I'll have it on for, like, eight hours. <laughs> Are you still watching? Yes. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, I'm like... <laughs> And even just like the shows that I love, I'm like, can you turn? I need it to be off. Like I need like <laughs> silence. Like I'll push myself to the limit, but then I'm then it's silent and I get scared again about life. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is there. I gotta say really quickly, we talked about Between Two Ferns, the movie on this podcast a few episodes ago, and it's really funny. Like that's the sort of oh, thing thanks. that I want to be watching right now. Very good. Me too. I mean, like mindless sort of fun comedy. Like no, there's no like you know nothing serious that you have to take in with that. It's just it's fun just laughs like, and laugh, 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 laugh. I watched The Naked Gun like two nights ago and I hadn't yeah, seen it in oh, years and I was perfect. like, this is. And I think I laughed harder at it two nights ago than I ever had in my life. And I've seen it so many times and I was like, this is the stuff. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. Well, like I watched Hook the other night and I was like, this is like peaceful nostalgic Mm -hmm. like i it's just like it takes your mind somewhere else and that's fun too um and i think that sort of takes us into the next topic speaking of taking our minds somewhere else the goop lab yes i watched it so it aired in january and i i watched it all within two days i think (laughs) um i was in pennsylvania working on a movie for a weekend and i just the weekend is now connected to the goop lab in my mind because (laughs) that's what i was doing when i wasn't shooting so i loved this this was like perfect for me like (laughs) i don't know what that means but like i loved it so much and i kind of went into it like thinking 
I was going to make fun of it mm-hmm. or, you know, it'll be fun in that way. And mm-hmm. I just got completely into like every idea they had. Like I want <laughs> to do every single thing. Yeah. I, I want to do it like expecting to make fun of it too and be like, Oh, this is just going to be like pseudoscience. That's going to piss me off. But then by the end of it, I was like, I really want to be both rich and <laughs> friends with Gwyneth Paltrow because this seems fun. Like I want to try all these things. Why not? I know, and if it and if you had a rich friend like that who was just gonna pay for it, and yeah. I'm like, this is just great. Like, there's no there's no problem with this. Like, I looked up immediately how much it costs to have that guy like not touch me but move my entire oh body. Oh my god, the Julianne Huff and thing. And yes. it was it's two thousand dollars an hour. Like, <laughs> that's not sustainable. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Someone needs to give me free sessions. After this, he got even more popular. Like maybe he's I know, and then he was an hour now. I'm sure it's gone up, and he's like teaching like those guys how to do it. He has a couple people he's teaching, which I, I'm skeptical of. Like, I don't know. I didn't feel great about the session where like he's teaching that man how to do it. Oh yeah, it seemed like he's you know like he he was like <laughs> the guy was like touching that woman's like sacrum or whatever and he's like it's so soft and i'm like okay yeah like move on (laughs) yeah it's like i don't need a franchisee to do this i want the real guy (laughs) same yeah i only want the real deal but i would if if it was much cheaper to go the other guy i'd probably try that too who cares i'm really interested in the ice guy the cold water guy was like i'm fascinated yes yes (laughs) the show has a way of digging into your brain and making you think like what if you did this what if your entire life changed by you know submerging yourself in 38 degree water every day for the rest of your life i know i can't get these things out of my head even though most of my brain is like this is bullshit this is bullshit this is bullshit i'm like no i need to try it well like with that one like he they had like proof that he had you know helped people not like they would you know he taught the people this method of like breathing mm-hmm. and then using cold water and blah 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 and then they put like um what did they put like shots of that would cause an illness oh e coli and the well, he okay, did that's what it was. Okay, yeah. yes. So they, they, that's so crazy. And then like the people who did the breathing <laughs> technique didn't get infected. And the people who didn't breathe did. I'm like, this is, that's unreal. It's just that's like, fascinating. Hearing you say, it's just bonkers to just hear no, you it sounds recount so what fake. happened. And I've already watched it. <laughs> and in the first episode, whenever he took the mushrooms and just started sobbing, I was like, I would give anything to microdose on mushrooms right now and like sob in the arms of a stranger in like oh a my hut. god I <laughs> that know. sounds so well, you know what's also kind of interesting i heard that with this series they aired different episodes in different order like depending on what like your algorithm so like my friends oh. would get a different f- first episode than i did like i because mine didn't start with the healing one it started with the i think it started with the energy healing thing or whatever but oh that was my last so one. it's like they kind of like Oh, that's weird. Oh, that's really interesting. Even that, like, I don't know what the implications of that even are, but I'm like, wow, fascinating. Like, <laughs> Goop Lab is I know, I know. They know me. Were you a Goop person before all of this? Did you read Goop? Did you, like, care about Goop stuff? I'm, like, half in with Goop. Like, I follow Gwyneth Paltrow, and mm-hmm. I, I will sometimes go to the Goop website out of, like, just curiosity and boredom. But usually what happens is I'll go to like to their shopping section and then yeah. just get mad because everything's like so expensive and I don't need any of it. And like it just bothers me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still like fascinated and kind of like love the idea of I just love her too. Like I just think she's so cool. And yeah. like she made that candle that like 
is like her vagina or what, like she's just like an interesting person and i feel like she's getting cooler like the older she gets mm-hmm. and like the weirder she gets oh, and yeah. how about the vagina episode that woman whatever the doctor's name she was recently profiled in the new york times as well she's 90 something like she looks so young and i'm like it's from orgasms like i don't understand like she looks like she's like 70 maybe i also was like really shocked by them just showing a bunch of vaginas like it's kind of crazy how that's like groundbreaking but it was mm-hmm. i've never seen anything like that no. and i was like they do all look different <laughs> okay <laughs> fascinating yeah it's sort of shocking that i was so ready to just laugh and laugh and laugh at this thing and i'm just like resting my chin on my fist like <laughs> mm, peering in close into the tv like huh tell me more about this i know and then i was like telling everyone to watch this i was like you have to see this one like oh my god like the people like everything they like i was like so blown away by every episode mm-hmm. i think the one episode i was like not as excited about but still liked was the psychic episode yeah where they kind of like try because there was one moment where someone had like an amazing psychic moment mm-hmm. where they kind of described why like this like she painting like, that the, oh the painting yes she, yeah like she like said everything like about it like mm-hmm. she like just said it perfectly but they kind of had no other examples you know yeah like they, there was one where like the woman was like being you know red and then someone else in the room is crying and she's like it's actually about it's me, me. it's it my like, dad well, or whatever of... yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm like it's kind of good but i like i love mediums i love all that kind of stuff i think it's interesting I, I like the long island medium but i also really think that you can fool someone with that oh, stuff yeah. so i don't know where i stand and i think that. the long island medium even though i don't I, like i totally don't buy into any of that stuff but like the long island medium is fun to watch like that's a good personality yeah. and this woman was just sort of like okay yeah and there's something about taking it so seriously that like when you're saying that you can learn it and that it's not necessarily like a gift that someone randomly has yeah i lose interest i have a harder time with that mm-hmm. yeah it's like no i want you to be really special and i want you yeah. to be the draw but something about that even just the way that the show messed with my brain i like that that show that that episode wasn't convincing yeah that's true because i i feel fully convinced by all these episodes but not that one and I, there was the scene with the one staffer who was extremely skeptical and then remained skeptical and at the end the woman was saying like is there something involving what did she say like a donkey or shrek and <laughs> the woman is like no i was like okay this is fine it's okay that i i, th- I can think this is bullshit it sort of made me more comfortable with yeah. believing the rest of it <laughs> you know yeah that makes sense i mean well even with like the the guy who was doing that sort of energy pulling thing mm-hmm. like there were a couple employees who seemed a little skeptical and then they still, they kind of stopped showing them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I kind yeah. of noticed, I was like, Oh, they didn't go back to that guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> and see how he, how he felt about mm-hmm. it. Like they left out certain things. And I think th- that one, you're right that it did kind of balance it a little more where you're like, there's still some people who aren't fully on board with this thing. And yeah, I appreciated that. Have you ever either tried or been offered to participate in like a wellness trend and been like, yeah, like something really weird, something bonkers? I don't think I have. I don't know if I'm people's like go to for that. Because I really want to make fun of stuff. So like, it's not, I'm not the ideal person to bring into the scenario, but I do. I like to give myself up to things, Mm -hmm. but it's like, I have to be put into the thing. Like, that's hard for me. Mm-hmm. I have gone to a few psychics, but I, I did it for a podcast. And so I think that's also the thing I'm like, I, I'm like afraid of psychics a little bit. I think it's like almost 
like I believe in it too much um but then I went to these like psychics and like I left kind of thinking it no it's not really real like there I went to one mm-hmm. energy healer and that was the one I liked the most yeah. because she was like and I also could see how she kind of got to a lot of the stuff that I was you know feeling mm-hmm. and saying and but at the same time I was like I felt something so even if I did like offer up a lot of the information I still left feeling like buzzing a little bit and something happened and like that's cool like even if it's yeah. not fully real I can still have a good time yeah like but. even if even if something is just a placebo effect I will take it I'm absolutely like yeah. willing to take it there's still an effect like <laughs> I've never done reiki but everyone I know who does Reiki is like, I was very skeptical of it, but the moment they put their hands above my chest or whatever, I just started sobbing. It's like, I'm into I that. Do ha- I you're want reminding that reaction. Me, I forgot. I forgot I did Reiki and it was offered to me through Instagram. So actually I could say yes to your exact <laughs> question. I have been roped into a random thing like this. I And it wasn't that long ago. I don't know why I forgot. Was but it, was I it went effective? to like. <laughs> Yeah, it was interesting. I went to like this Malibu resort and they were like, you can come for a day and hang out and like do this Reiki thing Mm -hmm. for free or whatever. So I was like, "Mm, that's interesting. I'll go see what that's about. Mm -hmm. And I'd seen a few friends post about it. So I thought maybe it was real. And it was one of those things where like I was crying immediately. But I think part (laughs) of it is like (laughs) part of it is like my I feel so vulnerable in a situation like that. Like I'm so like embarrassed and like. Uh, like I just feel like of there's like nothing to protect me like I'm like laying there and they're like talk to your inner child and what would you want to say to that little girl and then like I say something like humiliating and like cry you know what I mean it's just like (laughs) of course I'm going to have an emotional response like this is insane yeah um but there were moments where she was doing stuff with like you know not touching me and I still felt things so Mm -hmm. I I I do believe in some of that like energy stuff I don't know I don't know what that is but cool it's it is cool to go back to Gwyneth Paltrow you said you were a fan of Gwyneth Paltrow and you think she's so cool and it wasn't until watching the show that I feel like I understood goop yeah you see her as a skeptic kind of in a way like she doesn't seem like someone who's you know the snake oil salesman she does seem like the cool person who's like yeah prove it and it just so happens totally I don't know it just happens that often they do and I think that's one of the keys to this all working. Like it couldn't be any, it couldn't just be any celebrity doing this. Gwyneth really I helped. I agree. Yeah. Cause like you kind of, you, she's kind of an enigma, mm-hmm. like just as like a, this sort of A-list person who you see in movies, but there's not a ton of her being herself right. out there, you know? And she has this company that feels so like, you know, impossible to like figure out mm-hmm. and break into. And it feels so elite and that, but also accessible to everyone in this weird way. Like it's like public, but like you can't really, mm-hmm. you know. Like, and then should you get a jade egg? Like, she's, there's always, there's always some sort of like thing, like controversy yeah. happening with it. And then seeing her, it was like, oh, she's like, she did seem so real in this series and like normal, which sounds impossible. Right. But she did <laughs> seem that way. I so I don't know. It maybe. And even with like the diet, like. Watching her, like, do the diet was Uh, fun. Yeah. I was like, do I need to intermittently fast as well? Maybe. (laughs) I know. She was, like, getting really grumpy, though. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Every once in a while, I would take a note. And during that episode, I was like, oh, I'm dying for chia pudding. I was like, like, who else but Gwyneth Paltrow would ever say that out loud? That feels like the punishment that the diet would, like, make you eat that. Like, I don't want that. I can't deal with chia pudding. I can't deal with overnight oats. It's, like, the wrong texture for me. It's, like, absolutely not. Even if I don't buy into all this stuff, it's like, I just like watching a Gwyneth Paltrow thing. 
ultimately. I know. And I just like looking at her and I like <laughs> hearing her talk and like, she's just so pretty and it is very soothing and she's so put together and like her hair is perfect. And then when you see her do like the crunch, the um, push ups, I'm like so impressed. Like she's very strong. I just think she's like very cool. Yeah. When she was like, I can only do 14 or whatever. I was like, I think you can do more, Gwyneth. Like, okay. And also like only 14 is a lot. Like I, I'm like, <laughs> I can do push-ups, but they're not as good as hers. Mm-hmm. And like I they're not like legit. I would never want them to be on video. And I could <laughs> never do 14 and then continue doing more after that breathing thing, too. It was like, no, I would have passed out. The breathing thing, I think, is the thing I'm most desirous of trying. You should do it. That seems like sort of the low barrier to entry where it's like, oh, I just have to learn how to breathe and probably take this guy's like video class or whatever. I know. <laughs> No, and I, I mean, with the breathing one, I felt like the, a lot of people were really convinced by that. Like, a lot of the participants were like, oh, I have like less anxiety and I feel better. And like, oh, yeah. I don't know, that was all the cool. woman who said she hadn't had a panic attack since. I was like, oh, I'd love I know. that. I would love it. I know. That would be awesome. So I want to I want to close this out by kind of bringing us back into, you know, our very bleak present. But it's kind of weird to talk about a show like this during a global pandemic. Yes. (laughs) It's not that it doesn't make it less valuable as a show because it's entertaining regardless. But it's it's like it's this interesting artifact of like of the world right before the pandemic, you know, like, will there be a place for this kind of wellness after we, you know, get out of our quarantine? I mean, I think there there might be because I think people might enjoy going back to like comforts of things that were before where you can just put give yourself up to something and kind of just hope (laughs) a little bit yeah but at the same time I think we're seeing right now with like just everyone being at home and in this quarantine or lockdown that like people are getting really resentful of celebrity culture and I'm seeing a lot of Mm -hmm. that I'm, I'm feeling it myself even when you see someone like their palatial estate like lockdown or whatever like we're hanging out at home and like you know they're doing like bits and like having fun and it's like there's something about it that feels so out of touch and I think that it if she were to drop another season during this it might come across like really tone deaf Mm -hmm. but I feel like a few months later we hopefully in my dreams like bounce back enough that like we could just enjoy this again I I hope so because I think this is really fun and interesting but yeah yeah, of course, like, right now, I'm like, I'm not going to do any of this shit. I'm, like, just trying to, like, make sure I have milk. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, but, like, but ultimately, I hope that we could have more of this. Yeah, I mean, I watched it in quarantine, so it, it was still effective okay. for me. It was still effective for me. I'm actually really happy to hear that. Part of me is like, oh, <laughs> uh, yikes. This should not be what we aspire to after this. But part of me is like, I still want to go jump in cold water with that dude. I know. We're going to move on to this interview with Trixie Mattel. But before I do that, have you ever seen Tu Wong Fu? Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Yes. When okay. you mentioned it at the beginning, I was like, that's <laughs> one I should rewatch. Because I haven't seen it since I was a kid. And I'm sure I wasn't getting 90% of it. It aged very well. It's so sweet. It's just a very sweet, good-natured little movie. The three of them are so funny in it. It's an amazing cast. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Okay, I want to rewatch that. A good morning movie, absolutely. It'll set a good vibe. Okay, good. I'm going to do that. Thank you for being on the show. This was a lot of fun. Good luck in quarantine. Yeah, thanks for having me. And I hope that, you know, you get to go see that Iceman guy at some point. (laughs) Me too. Yeah, maybe we'll meet there like next year. Or on an Animal Crossing (laughs) island. Maybe we'll meet on the Animal Crossing island. That's more realistic. (laughs) So, yeah. Bye, Lauren. Thanks a lot. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye. 
today I'm joined via the brilliantly crisp and clear FaceTime audio by Trixie Mattel. Hello, Trixie. How are you? Oh, my God. Hello. How are you? I'm really good. <laughs> I'm really good, too, despite, you know, I haven't left the house in three weeks, but that's fine. But we've all really enjoyed that. We're all just happy to know that we can go outside and we know we're not going to run into you. <laughs> Thank God. I know. All of my enemies are thrilled. Yes. Um, there is a lot to watch. You know, admittedly, I'm not a television lawyer. Mm-hmm. So I really, on a daily basis, get excluded from every conversation. Um, if Kati and I do that show, uh, like I like to watch, Queens mm-hmm. like to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's the only time I ever see anything. Really? So, yes. And the last movie, full-length movie I watched on Netflix was right before I left for tour. And I decided to just watch Tu Ong Fu. I don't know why. I just was like, I haven't seen it in a while. And it's really one of those movies where like, no matter how many times you've seen it, if enough time elapses, you're like, I'll watch that again. Yeah. When was the last time you had seen it? I'm a drag queen, so I probably see it once a year. Mm-hmm. But oh my God, it's, um, it was so good. Of course, it was so good. Can you remember the first time you saw it? I remember watching it, you know, in the 90s, probably on TV. I remember it was on VH1 a lot, I want to say. And I liked it. I thought it was funny, but it wasn't until maybe 10 years ago that I rewatched it. And I realized just how good it was i guess i always thought it was fine but it's actually a really good little dramedy you know like it's better than i remembered it being it's really good and you know it's so good because when i um watched it i didn't really know much about it this time or ever so this time i watched it and i did some like wikipediaing of it and i was like it's so like tight it's one of those movies where every single line belongs Mm -hmm. yeah you know like every single line is part of the story Mm -hmm. every single line is like telling you who someone is or what they're going to do or what they want. And it's like, it's almost like it's written like a play. And I read that it was written to be a play. I was going to bring that up. I thought that was wild too. I found that out just this week. He had intended for it to be a musical. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense though. It really does feel like, I mean, it feels like kinky boots are basically, you know. Mm -hmm. Can you remember the first time you saw it? I was a kid. Maybe it was like one of those movies that would come on like HBO or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm 30, so you know, I was I was probably probably like, like the late 90s, early 2000s, maybe when I saw it. Yeah. It's so weird for me to put together, like, that's Blade. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, how did he do that? How does a straight person? No offense to straight people, but they're not really great for anything. Mm-hmm. How does a straight person like turn on that Noxima character, like? I was watching it thinking like, all right, he's a real actor. This has got to be based on like someone in his life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. His Noxima has to be like his auntie or something because mm-hmm. it's... It's specific, yeah. I think it's hard to play drag queens with any sort of like reality. Mm-hmm. And even though she's like the bitchiest of, of all of them, it's it's so good. And obviously Patrick Swayze is so good as like the Pollyanna sort of like mother hen energy. It's funny, you were saying that like, yeah, Wesley Snipes is Blade, but Patrick Swayze forever was like the straight hunk in like a million movies in the 80s and 90s and now he's this convincing drag queen yeah i mean let's be honest they don't look like women no no (laughs) but what's amazing is the acting is so like committed you really believe that they are professional drag queens Mm -hmm. i will say elephant in the room it sort of predates the conversation of like gender and you know like um living your life as a woman versus dressing up like a woman on stage yeah so it is a little confusing now if you watched it and you're like, oh, drag means transgender. Because, I mean, they're kind of transgender how they're just, like, in drag all the time. But I've met drag queens who don't identify as trans. They identify as drag queens, and they're in drag all the time. Mm-hmm. 
Lady Red Couture dresses in drag every day, and she does not identify as trans. She dresses in drag whether she's going somewhere or not. And that made me think of the the line that I think is quoted the most, the also the Noxima line, the one that's, um, when a straight man puts on a dress, he's a transvestite. When a man is trapped in a woman's body, he is a transsexual. When a gay man has way too much fashion sense for one gender, he is a drag queen. And like that line wouldn't work today, but it's like delivered with compassion. You, that line doesn't really bother me. No. Well, here's the thing too. I mean, listen, I've been in drag for over 10 years. And when, when drag queens say things about gender or like, our experience Mm -hmm. it's gospel like i don't care what you read in a magazine about what you're supposed to say Mm -hmm. the drag queens have been saying it and doing it and you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it wasn't that long ago that drag queens would say like we're trannies we're shemales we're you know what i mean right and especially like around that time the more vulgar the better because you you want this word that's like the dirtiest to represent you because it's a little bit like a fuck you Mm -hmm. you know yeah. You know what I mean? That was sort of the energy, I think. But um, obviously, you can't say it now. That's what I'm saying. The movie's a little confusing now because the story is, um, oh, they're drag queens. So they're in drag all the time. You know? Right. <laughs> it also has a bit of Connie Carla energy where it's like they're in drag hiding. Uh, it's some like it hot, too. It's all these old movies mixed in. Like even the town is trapped in another decade. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. The town is sort of this... That's what I mean. It's like an evergreen, like, musical theater town. It's like a big town. (laughs) It only has, what, like, there's like 10 people in the town. (laughs) Yeah, there's like four buildings and 10 people. And there's also just, like, a weird assortment of, like, really good character actors in it. Like, beyond just John Leguizamo and Wesley Snipes and Patrick Swayze, there's, like, Blythe Danner's in it, Stalker Channing's in it, Chris Penn is in it. who's that woman who was in Donnie Darko? Beth Grant. Beth Grant. She's literally been in everything. It's crazy because she's clearly very um, progressive mm-hmm. woman, right. but she's always playing like a conservative or like a very stern the, the pent up one. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember watching it as a kid and like feeling any sort of like connection to any of the characters, not just the drag queens, but like was it something that you actually had a sort of an emotional connection to growing up, or did that come later? I think it came later. Um, you know, when I was, those people lived in a bigger town than I did, you know? Um, I guess I knew, like, there was a certain amount of gayness in it that I was, like, impressed by. And, you know, especially the scenes of, like, it was probably my first time on TV seeing, like, what the, the TV version of Inside of a Gay Bar, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Right. Or, like, um, or like a, uh, John Leguizano, like, like, all these men attracted to him and not knowing he's a woman, it was a little, like, Oh my God. I don't know. I guess I never had to attach sexuality to that. John Leguizano plays it so good. I mean, he kind of looks like a woman. Yeah. There's a compassion to all of their performances that is, I think, one of the things that makes it impossible to kind of roll your eyes at anymore. Like, it's it shocks me every time I watch it how well it's aged and that it doesn't and that it doesn't bug me like they seem to think that this yeah. is a really really good movie which is kind of cool and amazing for a movie that came out in 1995. Yeah, there's also like no computer or cell phone, so like this movie doesn't pretend to be like 2020 representation, mm-hmm. right? Um, so if you put that lens on it, it's like oh my god, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And there's so many famous drag queens in it that of course I I know and work with now, and I would have never known I was a kid watching like. Lady Bunny is in that. RuPaul's in that. Mm-hmm. Coco Peru is in that. Candace Kane. Candace Kane is in it, yeah. So many famous drag queens are in it. I would have never known that I would go up and... I mean, I was not a kid thinking, like... Any kid who's like, I was going to be a drag queen, I think is, I think those people are lying. Um, <laughs> people don't fall into drag. Like, there's no, like... 
you know, night classes at the vocational school for, for <laughs> drag. So like, I think people kind of fall into it, but I didn't think I was going to be a drag queen. So watching that movie when I was a kid, I didn't have any sense of like, there was definitely some wonder and there was mm-hmm. definitely some like dare, like, could you imagine? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I, I'm sure there was also like a lot of like, oh, I, I, gay, but at least I'm not that gay. Right. I don't know. That movie as a young gay person made me feel like affirming that there was a situation, even most fictional, where people were way gayer than me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like, good, I can be gayer. It was like, oh, somebody's going to drown out my gayness. Yeah. But I mean, that's the kind of things you think about when you're like a little gay kid is like, and I not seem gay. That's kind of your focus at all times. One of the reasons I think maybe I was I was drawn to it subconsciously, I don't know. It exists in this universe that is not ours. Like apart from the cop, the Chris Penn cop, and apart from, you know, the Michael Vartan, the root his rude friends, everyone in their world is really nice to them and loving to them. And strange that it exists in this fantasy land where like things are great. Look how great it is for like gay people like all over the country. I think something that makes them believable like seasoned drag queens is that they all, you know, drag queens are good when a group of drag queens looks, they all look like they're going to a completely different event. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like when, when you look at a bunch yes. of drag queens and they all look the same, it's a little tired and it's a little like, mm-hmm. oh, this is derivative. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you have a group of drag like people all the time, me and Katya, people are like, you guys never look like you are even remotely from the same universe. But <laughs> like that Vita and Noxima are supposed to be like best friends and they look nothing their personal style could not be like further from each other yeah even the poster it's like their three their three most iconic looks are compl- are like from different universes yeah I, I, I mean understanding the fashion of it now I like that Vita's sort of like I mean it's sort of like a Jackie O mm-hmm. Noxima Jackson what a hilarious name <laughs> I hate I'll tell you what I hate though okay I can't stand metallic lashes and there's that opening scene where that uh, Wesley Snipes with gold lashes on. Yes. Ugh, I hate... The only acceptable colors of lashes are black and deep black. That's it. What are your favorite like looks of the movie that you can remember? Oh, I love when Chi-Chi's in that little nighty where she... I mean, she wears no titties that whole movie. She's in that little nighty <laughs> with her hair tied up. Yeah. And it's like that little... I love that look. Oh my God! And there is that amazing scene where... um. Noxima is in a green 60s like nighty. Uh-huh. Because Noxima yeah. dresses like one of the Supremes, sort of. <laughs> right, yes. She's in that green, silky nighty, and that's when she's like, when she's like, I think Virgil's hitting Carol Ann, and she goes, most likely. <laughs> <laughs> I love that she, I love that she barely cares about people. She said, There are times when you help people, and yeah. there are times when if you help people, you get killed. So you don't help people. <laughs> I mean she is so good. I mean, mm-hmm. that character is so amazing. I mean, the layers there of like, let's make her like really sweet, but like a complete bitch on the outside. Yeah, like just like, like the... when when when, Nox, when when Chi-Chi's like, why? When they're like, why are you crying, little Latin boy in drag? Um, <laughs> which is such a read. I mean, it's so funny, yes. so subtle, but such a read. But oh my god, the actual acting! Like these men, these aren't men being hired to play their type. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Most of the time, I feel like for male actors, they get hired to play the same person over and over again themselves you know what i mean yeah chris pratt is chris pratt in every movie you know like every every like big male star like that is the same person they go the rock is the rock in every movie mm-hmm. are there other movies that not that tu wang fu got drag perfectly right but like what what are movies that you think have gotten the drag scene even if it's only a small part of it like really well 
Oh, yeah. I mean, Priscilla is pretty Priscilla, amazing. Yeah. It's crazy because so many people are like, I love drag. And, but, um, you know, I always say, like, if you say you love drag, but you only watch a reality competition show, that's like saying you love singing because you watch American Idol. Like, it doesn't <laughs> really make any sense. I love uh-huh. cooking. Really? Do you cook? No, I just watched Top Chef. I just like, watched Top Chef. I don't know if you like, I don't know if you like cooking. Um, mm. Oh, it's not, it doesn't really count. But um, the Brady Bunch movies... I mean, I think those oh, are yeah. pretty close to drag. I mean, Christine Taylor as Marsha is <laughs> full drag. Yeah. And RuPaul's in them. And RuPaul's in that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Pee Wee movies. I mean, that's pretty amazing mm-hmm. as far as like drag movies. Oh, and any Elvira movies. Okay. It's, I mean, <laughs> it's hard to think of another movie that like, I don't know, Two Hong Fu really did it so, so well. Julie Newmar was at DragCon once like four years ago. She was like wheelchairing around signing stuff. Wow. And I was like, that's Julie Newmar. Wow. Do you think that this is a movie, like Tu Wong Fu is a movie that you will keep revisiting for like every year, like you said, for the rest of your life? Of course. <laughs> of it course. is one of those movies that if someone doesn't look, someone hasn't seen it, they're going to get like a side eye for me forever. Because it's not just because I'm a drag queen. It's because like, it's one of those movies that if you've never seen it, you've actively avoided it at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been around for some Because long. it's always on every channel and like it's on every in-flight movie. It's it's everywhere. I mean, it's also not too sexual, which is great. It gets almost, isn't it? Like PG thirteen, and probably only because they're in drag. It's PG thirteen. If it got re-rated, it probably wouldn't even be PG thirteen. Yeah, watching it again, I was kind of a, like, there's like the threat that John Leguizamo is about to get assaulted, but apart from that, it's like very much like a PG movie. It's like almost a G-rated movie. Yes, it's so like innocent. And then we haven't really talked about Stalker Channing, but she really gives a performance in that movie too. She really does, and I I I weirdly think about Stalker Channing and her scary fucking husband it's literally every time i'm cooking and i put like spices in my food i think about <laughs> it's like i thought about it you yesterday think virgil's gonna come in and i think you? virgil's gonna come in and start yelling at me over spices it's any spice anytime i pick up a spice jar i think of virgil getting triggered mad yeah yes. no it's like scary and it's been like 20 years of this i also love when um what's her name vita goes to like fight virgil mm-hmm. and she goes oh she's gonna hurt vita so bad and she goes no we need to tell you about vita vita works out <laughs> <laughs> a lot i also love the way stalker channing says adam's apple when she yeah yeah, yeah adam's, adam's apple. apple adam's apple she's so good in it though and i like to think that stalker channing is probably one of those people who had gay best friends their whole life she probably read this and she was probably like if i don't get this part i'm gonna kill myself <laughs> you get the sense sometimes from actors that they are really doing it because like they really want to be in that movie yeah she really gives such a good performance and then at the end when she's in drag with the little baby hairs combed out I like Priscilla a lot, but I I saw this first. I think I'm endeared to this one a little more. This one makes such a fabulous musical. Yeah. I always talk about when I'm rich and famous and what musicals I would produce so I can have the perpetuity of a, a financially successful musical <laughs> writing on Broadway. Wouldn't this one be great? I mean, you could you could write specifically music that sounds kind of 90s. And like you said, like the, the setting, the small town setting is just so like classic, you know, musical theater. Yeah, and the fact that no one knows they're women, it's almost like Shakespearean, <laughs> yes. where it's like, this doesn't look like a woman, but we're going to pretend no one would clock that. The honesty and like the purity of some of these characters in this town, it's so cute. I also like that it's very rare that it, like a, people from a small town get portrayed as like good people. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. sort of like why I love Phyllis Neffler in um, Troop Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. because a rich person never gets portrayed as nice either, unless it's Phyllis Neffler or Cher Horwitz. I guess, like, in closing, if you think of a movie that maybe for a lot of straight people, this was their first idea of drag, mm-hmm. I think we're really lucky that we had these characters and these 
voices like speaking for us mm -hmm. because if this movie probably primes a lot of people for the idea that people like me exist mm -hmm. you know it eliminates a lot of conversation it eliminates a lot of questions because there's an inherent understanding you know it's like when you know you don't understand gay people until somebody you know comes out as gay and then suddenly it all makes sense that's what this movie does for people because it paints the people so real that when you finish the movie you feel like real things happened, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that is a great way to end it. So thank you so much for talking to me about this. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye.